0: Hi, this is Val Hart, the real Dr.
1: Doolittle, and today I'm talking with Bruce Cameron. Bruce is the New York Times bestselling author of several books, including Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter, which has turned into the hit ABC series. Uh, he was recently awarded the Newspaper Columnist of the Year. He has twice received the National Society of Newspaper Columnist Award for Best Humor Columnist, and his weekly nationally syndicated column is published in more. 50 newspapers. His website is brucecameron.com and also www.adogspurpose.com which is what we're here to talk about today. Bruce's newest most wonderful book for all us animal lovers is entitled A Dog's Purpose. It's a novel for humans, and it's a wonderful book and the and remarkable story of one endearing dog's search for his purpose over the course of several lifetimes. It's more than just another charming dog story. A dog's purpose touches on the universal quest for an answer to life's most basic question, which is, why are we here? So, Bruce, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, why are we here? <laughs> well.
0: Well that's the that's the focus of a dog's purpose but it's to, since it's told from a dog's perspective mm-hmm. it uh it has an entirely different answer than perhaps what we would have if we set out to try to to try to launch ourselves on a quest for meaning mm-hmm. because this dog is uh reborn this dog it reincarnates and remembers each of his previous lives so cool. it becomes a quest for purpose over the, over the span of these lives where he he concludes, and sometimes it's a she, so I, I always stumble when I call him a he or a she because he's reborn. And mm-hmm. But uh, it becomes a quest for purpose because the dog concludes that there must be a reason why he continues to be reborn. And until he figures out that reason and fulfills his purpose, he will just keep being reborn.
1: Wow, I love it. What an awesome concept. What in the world inspired you to write this story
0: well i it it all goes way back to uh, many years ago i was riding my mountain bike in colorado and i Mm -hmm. i had a chance encounter with a a big goofy dog and Mm -hmm. uh this dog looked at me and reacted with me as if it not only as if it knew me but with this almost exact duplication of how my dog cammy used to react to me cammy was my very first dog when i was eight years old
1: oh wow okay and
0: it just seemed like i was looking at cammy like like i just couldn't escape this notion and as i reluctantly parted from this dog and went on with my bike ride i couldn't shake the notion that that had been my first dog recast as a different creature and i started wondering well what would that What would that be like, and uh, what would that look like from the dog's perspective? And that was the ultimate kernel that that flowered, if you will, years later into a dog's purpose.
1: Wow. It just touches my heart. You know, in my work, I'm an animal communicator, animal whisperer. That's what I do. Uh, And so many animals have taught me about this topic you know, yeah. uh, uh, I know it's a common question. A lot of lot of people want to know: Have have I and my animal been together before? There's something about them, just like just like your experience with Cami. It's like there's something about them that reminds me so strongly of my uh, former animal. You know, or or someone that I used to know, or um, uh, I keep calling them by the other animal's name. Right. <laughs> you know, it's a real common one. Yeah. Well, you
0: know, it's not so. that crazy because I think we all believe deep down that true love never dies mm-hmm. and that ultimately our best friends are always with us. Yeah. And so in a dog's purpose I express both of those.
1: Uh, uh. Oh, just touching my heart. Okay, so tell us a little bit about the story. So Bailey is our hero, right? Bailey is our yeah. hero dog.
0: you know, that's that's uh, just one of his names because this is a okay. dog who reincarnates. And he right. starts off in a pretty tough existence. He starts off as a feral dog without any connection to people. And this is an unnatural state for dogs because okay. we bred dogs to be with us. Okay. We we honed the species, if you will. So. This dog, who eventually comes to be named Toby, uh, lives the life of a feral dog but is uneasy with it and finds himself drawn inexplicably to these creatures that his mother, who is also feral, is teaching him that he must hide from. Mm -hmm. And he uh, eventually is picked up and... uh, Put in a, a situation that we recognize as as the human readers, we recognize as a hoarding situation. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: dogs are such joyous creatures. Mm-hmm. Though we look at it and say, "Oh, these are terrible conditions," the dog doesn't think so. He, you know, he's happy. He can hear other dogs. He plays with other dogs. He doesn't mm-hmm. know that he's living in in squalor. He thinks mm-hmm. he's living in a, in the greatest place ever. Mm-hmm. Because he's a dog, and you know, dogs pretty much—if <laughs> you accidentally lock your dog in the closet for four hours, when you open it up, he's going to come bounding out and say, "Wow, that was great!" You know. <laughs> so I wanted to capture that in a dog's purpose. I wanted people to to understand that, um, yeah, there's a lot of things that happen to dogs that are that's really bad, but it's hard to put a—it's hard to get a dog to be depressed. You know, they just. They always look on the bright side. They always think things are going to get better. You can say, do you want to go for a car ride? They always want to go. They have no idea mm-hmm. where you're going, but they <laughs> want to go it's just fun. It's true. You know?
1: it's, true. it's true.
0: So uh, the, the very first life this dog has is, is short and uh, not, not fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say that that's the toughest part of the book for them because it is an unnatural life and it, and it is a short life. Uh, but it sets up. For us, uh, the character, and gives us, toward the end of that first life, a real sense from this dog that he didn't really have a purpose in his life. And it's related, ultimately, to the fact that he wasn't with people. Ah, that's where dogs need to be they need to be with us so when he is reborn now he's bailey and uh and this is where the life really takes off for him because he eventually winds up uh, in the arms of an eight-year-old boy and and grows up with the boy and and sort of guides the boy from childhood to uh, young adulthood and it's uh it's that life that gives him a real sense of being with people and fulfilling his purpose and uh a lot of things happen i mean there's a lot of, a lot of scary stuff and dramatic stuff okay. uh but uh there's a, there's a there's an interlude with a with a horse uh where the boy okay. falls off the horse, and from that point on oh. the dog has nothing. <laughs> Good to say about horses. (laughs) He he considers them to be really dumb and worthless, and Uh blames the horse for everything bad that happens.
1: Oh, get the because the boy boy winds up getting
0: lost. Yeah, the boy winds up getting lost in the woods, and the and the dog essentially saves his life by keeping the boy going. Because the boy ultimately, as is true, when we get hungry and discouraged and thirsty and cold, the boy just wants to shut down and would probably die out there if the dog didn't physically force him to keep going. Wow. So this this is dog's purpose is to take care of this boy. So
1: did Cammy help you write some of this? I'm starting to think. It's, is this some of this partly actually your story?
0: Well, you know, uh, yes, especially when it comes to uh, something that is stitched into a dog's purpose. And I have to say that uh, this is a, not a really a plot spoiler because I already said this dog reincarnates. But yeah. this is not a story where the dog dies in the end. That oh.
1: <laughs> when I
0: was a boy, I read Old Yeller, and it was the most upsetting experience for me because here's this great mm-hmm. relationship with a mm-hmm. dog, and then they wind up killing the dog in the last chapter. Yeah, and I thought, what the heck? <laughs> Why yeah. didn't they put a big warning on this saying, "Don't read this book"? Yeah, really. <laughs> I was so upset, so not I set out to using. write a book. Yeah, yeah. I set yeah. out. Or, I set out to write a book where the dog does not die in okay. the end, mm-hmm. but because he does reincarnate, you know, he does not. He does not live. He lives through four lives. That means, obviously, three of them uh, terminate. Yeah. They die. Yeah. He dies. Yeah. What, what I think, one of the things I think dogs teach us is uh, that there is so much joy to be had in having a dog that when we lose them, we are supposed to go on to another dog. I don't yeah. believe. So when Cammy died, um, it, was, it really ripped a hole in my heart. This was my first dog. Yeah. Uh, but... I believe ultimately that one of the the lessons that lo, that are taught to us by our animal friends is that we can go on and have more joy that life is about you know celebration and when a dog passes we can hold them in our hearts forever. Yeah. But we can go on and embrace new dogs and have new joy. And I I I think for the first Cammy was the first death experience that I that I had. Yeah. And uh, it, it has taken me a long time to sort of understand what a favor dogs do to us by by uh, living shorter lives than we do.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I really get that. I know a lot of our animals, when it comes to that part of their life cycle, you know, the last chapter of their book, you yeah. know, in that lifetime, anyway, in that story... Um, and we don't know how many sequels or prequels are going to be, right? Right. <laughs> um, but they do. They teach us about death. They help us face it. They help us go through it. And they show us that life continues on the other side. You yeah. know, if we stay present with them, like you said, they stay in our heart forever. Um, and, and I, you know, in my world, I believe they do come back. This isn't just a fun, interesting story. Uh, this is, it's truth. It, it, it really does happen. Um, and they do. Their spirits continue. So, um, and I think it's one of the most interesting ways for us to explore death, you know, with a beloved forever friend, you know, our animal, who gets near and dear to our hearts, more so than than often our human family and friends do. Right. You know, and I think you probably know that um, people, uh, animal lovers especially, grieve the loss of their animals longer than they do the loss of their family and friends.
0: Well, of course.
1: Yeah, so it makes sense to me, and so we get to experience it from uh, being with our animals when they go through it, you know. And uh, to me, I find it brings me hope. You know, it brings me uh, to a place of peace and understanding about it. That's great. Yeah. That's great.
0: Yeah, I and uh, you know, I try uh, really hard in a dog's purpose to capture mm-hmm. what you just said in terms of the peace that can be brought to all of us when we reflect upon uh, the wonderful things that a dog can do for us in our lives and not, and of course not just dogs i mean there are uh, other pets as, as well and there are cats in a dog's purpose, and, and as, as a typical canine, uh, Bailey doesn't have much use for some of the cats, but he does wind up forming a little bit of an affectionate relationship, begrudgingly, yeah. for the cats in his life. He just sort of can't help it because the cat seems to just love him so much, you know. But um, and that's that is just part of uh, part of our life is to yeah. be have these animals in them, and I feel sorry for people who who don't like. Uh, Dogs, I I know a few, and I just don't understand it.
1: (laughs) They never had the gift and the joy of a dog. They haven't just haven't had that opportunity or something. Don't you think it it changes who we are? Our dogs actually change us. To me, they make us better humans. I think so. Now, don't you think?
0: I think that's their purpose.
1: Do do you do you think that's it?
0: I do. I think that that uh, and you know we bred them to be like that. So I I uh, don't think it's a surprise. I think it's absolutely critical that uh mm-hmm. we we recognize that uh of all the creatures wandering around on the planet, this is this is the one that we got involved with uh so early on and changed their personalities, you know, sort of manhandled them along the way until mm-hmm. they were such uh, faithful and important uh companions for us.
1: Yeah. And so the,
0: the piece you're talking about, I just want to say that that uh, I, I hope, I mean, I've I had a lot of people tell me that this book, uh, unlike other books where you wind up, you know, as I said, with all the other burying the dog in the end, this book, uh, if they've lost a beloved pet, gives them a, a way of sort of seeing the whole experience, uh, it gives them peace and a lot of my my fans are buying this book for friends of theirs who have recently lost a pet. They see yeah. it as being sort of curative.
1: Yeah, it, 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 I see that. I understand. It makes so much sense to me. Uh, you know. So so let's talk about this. Um, if every animal has a purpose, and our pet's purpose is intimately bound to ours, well, let's talk about that for a minute. What mm-hmm. do you think about that?
0: Well, I think that the, the uh even from the very beginning when people uh, will go to a a shelter for example and a, and one dog comes over and focuses on them and wants to be with them and they're like, "Wow, you know, I I came here to get a Doberman and here's this fluffy little white dog and I don't even know what kind of dog it is, but he just is he's focused on me and I just yeah. can't leave without him."
1: Right, this is the one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this is the one. I mean I mean I really believe that dog has been dispatched somehow. Yeah, to be in your life, and you'd be a fool to walk away. And I, yeah. uh, so, yes, very it's very important. And my my current dog Tucker is a is one of those. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's a complete mix of we don't know what. He looks like he started out as a as a golden and just couldn't couldn't keep the ambition going and and veered yeah. off into like furry, hairy, crazy looking. And he's ten <laughs> months old, and his job is to excavate the. Stereo cables from underneath the carpet, <laughs> and uh,
1: uh,
0: I didn't. I didn't have a dog for four years because after my last Labrador died, I told myself that I wasn't ready. And now yeah. I realize how foolish that was. Uh, uh, mm. Who who yeah. wouldn't be ready to have a puppy in their lives? It's right. just uh, it's just the greatest thing.
1: It is, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, that reminds me of Einstein, my dog. He's a miniature schnauzer, not so miniature schnauzer. He's hes quite large. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, that's kind of how he came to me. You uh-huh. know? Uh, He told me about his arrival long before he was even born, um, and then guided me to find him. Um, uh-huh. And I picked him, at, you know, three days old, I picked him out of the puppy pile. Yes. And uh, it was very clear that he was my dog, came here for me. Dispatch, I love the way you said that, dispatched. Yeah. me yeah and boy has he changed my life uh, great uh, yeah yeah oh fabulous fabulous uh oh, makes so much sense um so um what makes the narrative voice of the dog different from other books that have been written from a dog's perspective
0: well i wanted to write a book uh from the point of view of a real dog uh, too, you know, we 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 love to anthropomorphize dogs and have mm-hmm. dogs that can talk to other dogs. And mm-hmm. uh, the dog in a dog's purpose. Sorry. They don't. Does, sorry.
1: <laughs> they don't? <laughs>
0: right. No. Well, they, I know that they communicate, but but to have complicated sentences, I don't think so. And I, I wanted to, and it really it really uh, changes your perspective if you write from the point of view of a dog who only understands a few hundred words. Uh, and most of them are nouns. The the book itself is written by a writer who is sort of channeling the dog. So it's a novel for humans, and it's and it's a it's a not told with a 200 word vocabulary because we all read that book <laughs> when we were in kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But this, this book, uh, though, when it comes to what the dog hears, the dog might be lying at your feet as Tucker is lying at my feet right now, mm-hmm. and it's like an open microphone. He's got very good hearing. He understands yep. what I'm saying, and every time I say the word Tucker, his ears flicker a little bit because he recognizes that out of the whole stream. Mm-hmm. But other than that, he doesn't know what's going on and uh, he probably doesn't even understand why I'm sitting here talking. and The, the whole concept of a phone is over his head. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it is for the dog and a dog's purpose. The complicated things that, that we take for granted, um, dogs don't understand. So when someone delivers a lecture on why you should never tip over the trash can and, and eat the, inter- the stuff inside, a dog doesn't really. A dog knows that he might be in trouble mm-hmm. if you're saying bad dog, or if you're speaking sternly, and he feels mm-hmm. guilty, but he doesn't really know why. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as he's concerned, he left a bin of food out, and he helped himself. It was a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, I got it. Um, I'd have to disagree with you on that point, but I understand. I understand. Um, it, there is a way to dis- to express complicated things, um, but if we don't. Know how to share that with our dogs, then you're right. They tune us out, or they don't pay attention, or sometimes they're actually aware of things that we're not aware of.
0: Oh, absolutely! You know, I, so, you know in a dog's purpose, the do- one thing the dog does do is mm-hmm. key into human emotions at a much more complex level than yes. than we generally think. And and that's because my observation of dogs is that they they know when we're happy, they know when we're sad, they mm-hmm. they will. If you're crying, they'll come over and put a paw on your leg, or they'll bring you a tennis ball because they think a toy will cheer you up. They mm-hmm. really, really are does. connected, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. They feel, I find they feel what we feel actually almost sooner or more than we are consciously aware. You yeah. know, it's like they know what we are feeling like before we know sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, because consciously, our little 10% or less mind. Um, isn't always aware of what emotions we're actually holding in our body or what we're actually expressing subconsciously.
0: Yeah, we may be broadcasting exactly. very clearly, but we don't know right.
1: it. Exactly. And so they will mirror that or respond to it in many ways um, or act it out for us if we seem to be oblivious. Yes. <laughs> so they can kind of put our nose in it, you know, so they can help us see it more clearly. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, get it. hmm
0: and they're very good at teaching us when we've made a mistake. If we, if we uh, left them locked in the house too long, they figure that a good way to inform us of our mistake is to chew on our shoes. And when we come uh-huh. home, we'll put two and two together. They think, well, we're supposed to be so smart, right? We're the humans are supposed to, build. <laughs> we'll we'll get it. And uh, very often we don't. You know, yeah,
1: no, no, we the don't. People
0: who yell and scream when the dogs bark, when someone knocks on the door. As far as the. As far as the dog is concerned, when there's someone knocking on the door and they bark, uh, and we start yelling. We're yelling because because that's the thing you do. So that's they right. th- they think okay. So I should be barking. Look right, look what's right. happening. We're all yelling and barking. You know? Very
1: exciting. Yes, we're all barking. <laughs> that's a human bark. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And and whatever made made me bark in the first place, my human is now barking too. So <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So you know, we have to if you take the time to consider life from dogs' viewpoint, which you've done so brilliantly. You know it. it it's a real eye-opener, you know, because they have a very unique way in, uh, of looking at the world yes. uh, that we can learn so much from.
0: There's, there's a lot of people who told me that after reading A Dog's Purpose, they got down on the floor and they looked in their dog's eyes and, and asked, well, what are you thinking? What uh-huh. are you thinking about right now? <laughs> it didn't occur to them that perhaps a dog might ponder his purpose. That seems like a pretty yeah. complex thought, but really isn't that the most basic thought that that we have is sort of a sense of well what am I doing what what's what's going on? Right. our senses are all geared to reporting to us uh, what's going on in the physical world, but but then where's our place in it? That's something right. that we have right. to process
1: right. Where's our place in it? And you know to me, part of that conversation is what role are we playing? you know what yes. hat are we wearing? what role are we playing? How do we serve and contribute to our community? Yeah. Um, you know, how do we take care of ourselves and, um, and our family? Very important. Mm-hmm. Very important. And dogs,
0: you know, they want to have a job. In, they in do. In the Dog's Purpose, there's a part where the dog, as a female, is a German shepherd who works with search and rescue. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's very exciting stuff, you know. Uh, it's fun. But it also goes to a, a larger point, which is the dogs are really happy when they have a job and they're doing work. I mean, yes. that's... That's so fulfilling to them. And it it can be that their job is nothing more than to just be our companion. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are times when the dog goes a little crazy because you're not giving him enough to do. And mm-hmm. even if it's just, okay, every morning I'm going to throw the tennis ball 20 times and you're going to bring it back, mm-hmm. that gives him a sense of purpose that makes him feel so much better about himself. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so, but it's really fun when the dog is a, is a female uh, search and rescue and she has this real sense of this is her work. She knows when it's time to work and she snaps to it and focuses on work and it's all business. Mm-hmm. Can't be distracted. And that, mm-hmm. you know, I love when I meet a working dog who is so on the job and is not distracted and is not, you know, not there to be a regular dog, but rather is there to be a guide dog or whatever it is their, their purpose is. I yeah. love that in, in animals. It's so much fun.
1: Yes, it it really is, and that's partly how they contribute back to us. Oh, yeah. Because I'm thinking, you know, they they go crazy if they don't have enough to do, and I love your example, like throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, which may look like, you know, it's all about the dog, but it's really not because we shift when we're playing the game with them. Yes. You know, and I, I've had so many animals, you know, like they're, they're persons on the computer forever, you know. They're looking right. at this inanimate, you know, object that the the animal is like, what the heck? You know, what in the, what is going on? Why are you staring there doing nothing? You know, we tend to, sh- our body shuts down. We're not really breathing. <laughs> right. We're just all mental. You know, we don't even remember we've got a body until it starts hurting. You know, uh, and so yeah. they're looking at us and they'll come over, they'll grab a toy and they'll come drop it in our lap. And it's, it's not but just because they're, they're wanting to play. It's that they need to find something to do to break us out of that very unhealthy mode. Right. You know, it's like they need us to refocus, to rebalance. And part of the way they do that is to invite us to play, which, you know, is a joyful, fun, entertaining, exuberant expression of self. Um, And it brings us back more fully present and more aware.
0: It it sure beats an email from the boss any day. (laughs) Well, my, uh, Maybe
1: that's our animal female, right? It's a female. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. My writing partner uh, years ago had a had a Doberman, and every day when she was writing, when she would get close to the end of whatever she was writing, which would vary from day to day, her dog knew it and would come over and sit at her feet and, and look up at her and say, okay, I'm ready for my walk, because they always took a walk when she was done for the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, She never understood. She said, I don't know if it was... If it was something in my body posture, but but it was a different time every day and it didn't matter, the dog always knew when I was just getting ready to write that last sentence, it would come yes. over and, and be ready to go.
1: Yes, very, very clear. Well, you know, there's been studies done. You know, the, the, they'll watch the animal at home, you know, and the, their person is at work or something or they're out running errands or they're doing whatever. And the instant that person, and almost before they do it, just like you said, the instant that person you know puts their stuff away and gets picks up their purse or you know grabs their keys or whatever and heads out to come home the animal snaps too yes. and is there waiting they know you know they yes. know they're integrately inti- intimately connected to us energetically um and like you said it's part of their purpose with us is to be with us yes right
0: they need Maybe. to be with us
1: they do they do can you tell us a funny story or something that happened um, maybe while you were writing the book, or uh, maybe with Tucker.
0: Well, we we noticed uh, uh, this just the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have uh, hanging around the house uh, the Doberman's uh, leash, which ha- which has metal pieces on it uh, at down at the clip. It's got a little chain in the clip, yeah. and it makes a very distinctive noise when you move it. And uh, m- uh, my writing partner, who's also my ro- my wife. Uh, said that uh, always when uh, her dog, Ellie, would sit uh, at her feet, he, she had a very peculiar way of sitting where she was pretty much sitting on the feet and then leaning against her leg. Mm-hmm. And Tucker was asleep. We, uh, While my wife was talking, she picked up the leash and it made this distinctive noise. And mm-hmm. Tucker woke up, came over, and the only time he's ever done this, he sat on her feet and leaned up against her leg precisely Aww. as... Uh, Ellie, the Doberman, had done.
1: Oh wow!
0: And we just looked at it and said, "Don't know, don't know, don't know what's happening. Don't know something's yeah. going on, but it's it's uh, it's yeah. over our heads."
1: Yeah. Well, you kind of do know, don't you, when you touch your heart? Yeah. It just re- it just reconnected you with Ellie all over again. Yes. You know. Yeah. I get it. Mm. Ah, thanks. So you know, there's a lot of books out there with dogs on the covers. Why do you think this one has been successful? And, by the way, the cover is darling. I'd love that you picked that.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, uh, I think it, it, there's a couple of reasons why it has really done so well. One of them is that just this idea of it being a real dog and mm-hmm. writing from the perspective of a dog and not a, a person inside a dog's body mm-hmm. is a huge yeah. shift. Uh and then I think a lot of people find the whole journey of this dog through these lives to be very compelling and very much uh, a story that they can identify with. It it, um, it it moves them. Very often people have written me and said, yes, I, I both laughed and cried mm-hmm. uh, in your book. Mm-hmm. And then it's also, uh, you know, there's, it, it is a book, I always say that, that the stuff I write, you could read to your grandmother without embarrassment. That,
1: there's that's there's
0: never uh I, I don't write stuff that is uh, – it's an adult book. It's written for adults, mm-hmm. but lots of children have read it, uh, mm-hmm. and lots of grandmothers have read it. It is, a, as they say, a full-spectrum audience that appreciates a dog's purpose. Yes. So it has made a great gift book. It has really resonated with, with people who – are trying to move on or help their friends move on from the loss of a beloved pet. Yeah. And then it's just a it's a funny and but ultimately emotional journey that you go on with this wonderful dog, Bailey.
1: I love that. Thanks, Bruce.
0: Oh, you're welcome.
1: Yeah. So do you have other books coming out soon?
0: I'm so glad you asked that question because, yes, August 30th. <laughs> Uh, Is the publication date for Emery's Gift, which is uh, a book. uh, It's another novel. It's a novel about a sort of uh, uh, little bit of an antisocial, struggling 13-year-old boy who uh, comes together with his father to help save a very special grizzly bear.
1: Wow. So it's a book about saving a grizzly bear? Yes. Yes. I love that. Wow. i love and I like the idea of the boy. He's
0: uh, a, he's a he's a regular kid too. I mean, this is mm-hmm. I've the 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 people who have uh read it, the you know, the editors and things like that, they really resonate with the this boy is saying, yeah, this this feels like a real 13-year-old. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff happening that's really really sort of uh Earth-shaking uh, in oh. terms of the implications, and all he cares about is, you know, his popularity at, at junior high school and, mm-hmm. and a girlfriend. I mean, he's just very, very much the way little kids are when they're 13 years old. Right? Course, he doesn't see himself as a little kid because when you're nope. 13, you think you're an adult.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. So I'm. I'm <laughs> you're really bigger. Looking...
1: You're bigger than you were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's
0: about all you could say. You're
1: bigger than you've ever been in your life so far, right? <laughs> That's great. So Emery's Gift is coming out in August.
0: August 30th, so the very end of August.
1: 30th of 2011, just in case um, you're listening to this. um, uh, After that date or before that date, you'll know to look for it about then. Make a note and look for it. Awesome. So do you have anything else coming out?
0: Well, I am currently uh, working on a sequel to A Dog's Purpose.
1: Oh, how cool. Yeah, it's, uh, it's
0: great fun. So, uh continuing the life of this of this same dog.
1: Okay.
0: Uh so I I I didn't lie to you the dog doesn't die in the end because he just keeps being reborn.
1: <laughs> he has more to do.
0: Yes. But he but does. in this case, in this case his lives get very much tangled up in one another. It's it's a real Oh. Uh it's a real fun twist on the first the, the original idea. And I'm really looking forward that. will be out in sometime in uh, 2012. Okay. And uh, and then my writing partner and I were fortunate enough to be hired by DreamWorks to write the script for the screenplay of uh, A Dog's Purpose.
1: Wow. And, yeah, okay. so
0: they don't have a director yet, but they're looking forward to uh, a slot sometime in 2012.
1: Fabulous. Oh, I'm so excited. Bruce, that's awesome. Yeah, it's
0: really great. Thanks.
1: Oh, delighted. Okay, so, so when all that comes out, um, we should get back together. I'd love to... Um, find out more and uh, and Let's give some support to that. That would be awesome. So, um, so what would you like people to do next, our our audience? What would you like them to do?
0: You know, we um, have a if yeah. they're on Facebook, we have a really fun Facebook uh, fan page going on where people can post pictures of their dogs and talk about what's going on with their dogs. And, okay. Uh, and then you just find that by typing in a dog's purpose in, in the search function of a Facebook. Okay. And then if you like dogs, and I assume that I, I always, my default assumption is that people like dogs, they should go to a dogspurpose.com, and at a dogspurpose.com you'll find uh, that you can nominate your dog for Dog of the Week, and uh, we give a free book away every every week to the winner of the Dog of the Week contest. Cool. And uh, we have some other stuff. We have dog videos and dog stories and things like that over there, so check out a dogspurpose.com.
1: So adogspurpose.com, go check it out and nominate your dog uh, for the Dog of the Week. <clears throat> that should, <laughs> that's great. Um, and then on Facebook for your pan, uh, your fan page, we've got a dog's purpose. Uh, just search for that and come play, right?
0: Yes, come, come play and hang come out play, and talk to people. It's a big conversation.
1: Fabulous. I love that. Okay, well, so I think we're about out of time, Bruce.
0: Well, this has been great. I, I really appreciate it. It's been so much fun.
1: It has. I'm delighted at your work and so just supporting you and sending you lots of doggy love and everything.
0: <laughs> and back at you.
1: Okay. Well, thanks so much for being on the show and we'll catch up with you next. Okay. Thanks, though. Thanks. Bye.